Bin Six, share the concept. I ate there. It's fantastic. Different than any place because you only have room for 12. So it's just really fun, and our owners really wanted to like instill a sense of community and like building that, having people go from strangers to possibly friends. Level of service was spectacular, and the presentation, I mean, t the, the holographic chocolate. Right. Okay, welcome back, all you beautiful people. It's Ryan Bogdan with Talking St. Pete. I'm, uh, if you're watching, we have wine on the table today uh, from our incredible guests. Before we dive into that, one, thanks for watching. Welcome back, or welcome again, or your first time. I don't even know. I think the wine's hitting already. <laughs> um, and this episode is sponsored by Bogdan Homes. If you know anyone looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, please shoot us a DM, a text, email. Uh, all the good things, our information's in the description below. That's how we keep the podcast going. Um, and now for the fun stuff. First episode where we're drinking, we have David yep. and Danielle, who are the fantastic staff that are help running a fantastic restaurant in downtown St. Pete, Bin 6 South. Thank you. Did I Thank say you. all that right? Yeah. And you are Killing. head chef? Uh, not the head chef. That's the owner. I'm actually technically the lowest guy on the totem pole of the three chefs. But... Don't let him fool you. <laughs> this this guy We're knows like this. David knows his stuff. And Danielle is the wine Sherpa, uh, the wine director. <laughs> wine someone, yay. I've been trying to say that word all day. Have not been able Pretty to get it out. It. Yeah, the yeah. one time, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, it's because I'm Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the wine does the job. Yes, yes. So naturally, we had to bring in some wine from the shop. Uh, Danielle, what are we drinking here today? <clears throat> So uh, Ryan said that he loves, you know, a good Cabernet. So I like really introducing people to something new. And so I figured to bring basically the Cabernet of Spain. So we have a Tempranillo. And traditionally, Tempranillos are aged in American oak. But what's special about this bottle is the barrels are actually half American oak and half French oak. So it's going to have a little softer tannins coming from the French oak. And then this one is near and dear to my heart because I've She's been... pointing at a rosé, folks. Oh, yeah. So sorry. I'm <laughs> yeah, bad at this. No, no, it's okay. That's so it's a Chacolina from the Basque region of northwestern Spain. And it's made from two of their indigenous grapes. Uh, they're kind of my favorite grapes to say, too. I will say, we are drinking the lighter one right now, and it is fantastic. Yes. Yeah. So it's called Hondarabi Zuri and Hondarabi Belza, which is the red grape. And so um, the red grape is giving it the rosé color and naturally it has a little um, effervescence and a really high acidity so um, Basque region is one of my favorites if you come in I'll nerd about it super hard and nerd so, yeah. about it super hard oh, yeah. Danielle knows her shit folks all right I don't know what she just said or the words that just came out of her mouth but it made the wine sound delicious yeah, Did it I not, know David? she's on it yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just nod along half yeah, the time right so, uh -huh. yeah, yeah, yes totally yes, we yes, all knew that yes sure. I know exactly where those grapes are from <laughs> 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 that's fantastic. So tell me, that's, how did you guys end up at Bin 6, and did you, did you know each other before? You want to take that one? So um, it's kind of <coughs> a, a long story. Um, basically, I started out at Rococo Steak as a hostess, and that's where I met Bren, our owner. So he and his wife, Donna, were regulars every single Friday, and that's where I met Freddie because he was working in Baca House. He was our sous chef. So basically... Um, Bren got Freddie on board, and then Freddie knew he would want to work with me, so he got me on board. And I met David through my boyfriend, who's a chef, uh, and I knew he was looking for a job. We were looking for a sous chef, so uh, yeah. it so was all kind of like word of mouth. So, yeah. And then Ben Six was born. Yeah. And then ben okay, Six so was before born. we dive into you guys and all the fun things that you got going on, let's talk about the restaurant real quick. Okay. 
or real long. It doesn't matter. We got lots <laughs> of time. They showed up early, folks. These guys are on top of it. Like, <laughs> this too. Um, so what is Bin 6? Share the concept. I ate there. It's fantastic. It's it's different than any place because you only have room for 12. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. how how was this place born? You guys are a part of the the. The b- ground roots of the t- of right. starting this amazing we place. Literally helped build it. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. literally actually did some of the construction for it. So we didn't put any of the blood, sweat, in. and tears. Yeah, yeah th- I think my blood is still actually on the wall. So <laughs> it, 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 it hit but the it's wood. But it's folks. It's clean. It's fine. Oh yeah, it was sealed <laughs> after, so it's permanent. Yeah, like I'm a part of it now. Um, but yeah, it's a 12 seat wine cafe. Uh, we have six seats at the bar. Those are always. Uh, we're hoping to keep them uh, first come first serve. Then we have six seats at the table. Uh, that one, we do two seatings for dinner, one at six, one at eight. Um, we also are trying to do a tasting menu once a month. Hopefully that'll go to once a week. Um, once we get more help in there, another chef preferably. We have four seats outside and little Adirondack chairs overlooking the garden uh, for people to come in, you know, drink some wine. If they don't want any food, they don't have to you know, sit at the bar if they just want to drink. And uh, we kind of use that as like a waiting period or a, uh, waiting area for mm-hmm. people who are coming in waiting on their reservation because sometimes it just goes over a little bit people get excited you know they want to buy another bottle of wine before they leave so they you know they're walking around they're looking at the list again um, but it just gives us that that quick moment where we can just get everyone out the door right. clean up yeah. and then you know our customers aren't just waiting for us you know they have something to do and a fun thing about that is on the weekends, uh, usually Brent and Donna, so they live in the house on the weekends, and their main house is on Madera Beach. So if you're there on the weekends, they're usually outside in the Adirondack chairs drinking, so you'll get a chance <laughs> to kind of like go drink with Which the owners. Which I had a chance to meet Brent. He's a fantastic, yeah, funny guy. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, jack of many traits. Yes, <laughs> yes. So you made it sound like it's a wine bar. Which I get that it is, and there's mm-hmm. lots of wine there, but yeah. you cannot downplay this food, folks, <laughs> is spectacular. The finest of fine dining. Yeah. I mean, the final <laughs> touches on, I mean, just describe uh, 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 your favorite dish there right now that's been put together. Uh, so He's about to use some words that we don't know. <laughs> uh, so You ask, we'll explain. <laughs> I think my favorite dish at this point, uh, it may not come off as like the most impressive dish, but it's, it's our just roasted asparagus. Uh, with a <coughs> miso bagnacauda white bean hummus. It's a mouthful. And uh, I really like it because it's a lot of fresh spring flavors. So I grate down pec- uh, pecorino romano, uh, cook that in the oven just to get it crisped up into like this giant sheet. I crush that into basically a powder. Uh, roast the asparagus really simply with olive oil and malden salt. Uh, we torch it with a uh, propane blowtorch um, just to get... I, I really like playing around with the flavors of um, a cooked vegetable with a raw texture because it kind of throws people off a little bit. They're like, this should be floppy and gross because it's, <laughs> you know, it's the hard, roasty flavors that people recognize, but it actually should have a little bit of, like, toothsomeness to it. Yes. Um, but it's roasted asparagus, uh, miso bagnacauda, white bean hummus, the mouthful, uh, scallion ash, uh, citrus pickled shallots, um, pea tendrils and a pecorino crumble over the top of it. So it's super spring, super fresh, um, big, bright flavors. And I mean, we released it on the first day of spring, March 20th. Oh, so fantastic. that actually worked out really well. Yeah, so. yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. And you, you're, the attention to detail in the, in the prep of the food is just incredible. I mean, the presentation is perfect. The thought Thanks. process, you can see every 
part of the dish is well thought out mm-hmm. and really put together. No matter what what you order there, it was fantastic. What I know it's not on the menu anymore, but I had some. What was a I had a, a salmon dish. Oh, the salmon yeah. miqui. Yeah, yeah. This uh, there was a tea poured over this thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, dude, listen, I am a Central Pennsylvania boy, right? <laughs> I came Fair. over in the St. Pete and experience. And now I traveled. I've done the things, but like the experience there, I came in with a bunch of my friends. You guys took care of us so well because uh, I knew we took up that whole whole section there of the, the six top yeah. that you got, and you, your level of service was spectacular. I really, really Thank appreciate you. that. And the presentation. I mean, t- the, the holographic chocolate. Right. Oh right. I, like, I totally how does that work? Oh, I should have described that one. That was <laughs> no. That was listen, really folks, weird. This yeah. chocolate is winking at you. Yeah. <laughs> so that one. Uh, that's a really simple technique. It's um, so we use a piece of equipment. Piece of equipment called diffraction sheeting. It's essentially just a uh, piece of. It almost looks like cellophane. Uh, really thin plastic, and it has a texture on one side of it. I found that out that it's not double sided. Just by pouring it on the wrong side. <laughs> but, uh, essentially, I just melt down like a really high quality chocolate. Currently, I'm using Valrona. Um, I love that company. And um, melt it down, temper it, which basically means I have to teach the chocolate how to crystallize. Do you hear that, folks? This guy knows how to teach chocolate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so you melt it down, you seat it, and you give it yes, a. Yes, by all means, good. Yeah. Uh, so you give it a. Um, uh, what am I trying to say? You give it a blueprint of yep. what to do. So you give it chocolate that's correctly tempered, and then it kind of follows suit. So then you agitate it more. Basically, you're just stirring it with a spatula the entire time. Um, and then you just pour it over the sheets, let it solidify, and peel the sheets off later on. But the texture on it diffracts light, which basically means that as white light comes down, um, it will take the light beams and spread them out and diffract them to where it actually shows the full range of the visible color spectrum. It's a rainbow on your yeah. chocolate. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it literally shines like a holographic baseball card. Yeah, it's, it's really freaking cool. wild. Yeah, It's really cool. Beyond Killing cool. It. Do you guys have a picture of that anywhere that you can send us? Oh, yeah. You don't have so. to bring it up right now, but we got to get it to our boy Martin because he's going to throw it in because they need to see it. Yeah, I have a, a video of it that I actually put on my Instagram. Okay. Uh, we'll that I put audio to it and everything and... It, I show it really dull, and then I put it in the sunlight, and it just glitters it's everywhere. It just phenomenal. glows. It's crazy. It's, it's phenomenal. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. No. So, the, so look, if you can't tell already, these dishes are not to be messed with, Like, <laughs> and, and meaning that they are. They're so they're just well done. Yeah. Really well done. So you guys are, are crushing it there. Danielle, how do you become the wine expert that you are? What does that entail, and how do you learn all these names of these grapes that I can't pronounce? <laughs> Oh, trust me, I definitely don't pronounce everything correct either. Um, <laughs> it's always a continuous you know, learning experience with wine. So basically, my background was in environmental studies. So I graduated. Sorry. You love that? I just tried this. This <laughs> <laughs> That was so many flavors. Yeah. It is delicious. It's Thank fantastic. You. What? Yeah. Yes, yes. So How that's a by-the-glass pour that we have. And so, yeah, Tempranillo. Um, Tempranillo. Sorry, that no, totally threw me off. You're, thank you. I, I yes. love that reaction <laughs> yes. so much. Yeah, that was great. <clears throat> so my background is environmental studies. And basically, I got into the service industry kind of by accident. So, um, you know, ton of college student loans. And I was working seven days a week, three jobs, one of them being Rococo Steak, where I met Bren and Freddie. And just working at the hostess stand, my two bosses, Kevin and Will, would always nerd out about wine and I thought it was so so cool and I was always hounding them with questions and finally my psalm will was like Danielle 
quit bugging me with questions and just go take your test. And I was like, I can't do that. But then I did. And so I took a month and a half, studied for my test. They promoted me to server. Less than a year later, promoted me to assistant psalm and manager at our sister restaurant, Ceviche. And had no plans of leaving. But then Bren reached out to me with this opportunity. And I was like, you know what? I can't pass it up. I get to make my own wine cellar. What a great experience. And I love wine because it still is environmental. I'm teaching people. You know, it's talking about, like, climate, soil, pH, you know, uh, all of that. And history, culture. I still get to teach people, nerd out about it, but drink and travel. So okay, seemed like so a good move. So now we're going to let Danielle have the spotlight a little longer, David. But then we're going to come back to you because <laughs> I got some fun questions. Totally fine. What's the process like? to learn about wine in the fashion that you did. You said, okay, I need to study for it, take a test. Like, are you wine tasting? Are you just reading about grapes? Like, what? How, how does that happen? So there's a few different organizations that you can kind of use as an avenue to learn the wine world. Uh, I chose the CMS, Court of Master Sommeliers, just based off of what my son from Rococo Steak, you know, kind of told me, because the CMS is geared towards service. So other organizations like the WSET doesn't test on service. So you get tested on theory, blind tasting, and you actually have to serve. So this serve. is in person? Uh, yeah, so it's an in-person test. Level two is you know, getting tested on blind tasting and service, which I haven't done level two. Um, but I'm kind of studying right now, so we'll We're see. We're studying right now. I'm studying yeah. right We're now. Studying let right me, right let now. me do a little studying. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's a lot of you know what everyone says is just drink. and. I mainly just surround myself with people that are also interested in wine, you know, like my friends and this industry and Cellar Masters is one of my favorite places to hang out. And Ryan and Corey just like, I always call them like punk rock wine dads. They know so, so much about wine. And so I love to just go there and like pick their brains. And I'm always reaching out to Kevin and Will still. They're definitely still my mentors. And that's awesome. So yeah, just like reading a lot of books, drinking a lot of wine and trying new things all the time, which is why I really wanted to focus on having, you know, indigenous grapes or introducing people to something they haven't tried before because there's so much and it's always changing and it's just interesting. And the educational aspect is, I think, my favorite part. Of yeah, it, it, so. it's fascinating. It's really cool. And you are definitely well educated. Thank you. And um, I mean, you, I've, I've never tasted like I've drinking a lot of cabs before, but there's this there's a, a layer of complexity to this one that I've never uh, tasted before. Yeah. And it's just different Thank and you. in a fun way. Okay, David, your time to shine. <laughs> how do you, the hell do you learn to make chocolate holographic and do all that fun things and know how to pair all the fun vegetables with different <laughs> textures and all that? So I, um, it's it's a really weird and long story. I'll try to shorten it. Uh, I actually started cooking in Ohio. Uh, one of my uh, grandmothers always had a garden going, so I feel like her gardening played an influence. My dad's side is all from Georgia and Texas, so he was always smoking something or grilling something at any point in time. He actually had a giant trailer smoker that he pulled into our, our little driveway and just sat it there for years. <laughs> and, you know, he, he used it to just, like, grill steaks. And when he actually used it to smoke things, you know, he would go all out. Like, one year he did, like, four turkeys or something. Wow. At one time, and I'm like, dude, we're one family of four. What, what are we doing? <laughs> we turkey for days. Uh, yeah, yeah, turkey <laughs> And... And my mom, uh, so both my parents were in the military. Uh, they were both Marines. Uh, I think my mom got out sometime in like 96 or so. I don't know, maybe it was 94. I don't remember. I was obviously a child. Right. But uh, <laughs> uh, she actually rejoined uh, back in, I want to say 2002, joined the Navy. So she was traveling around the world. 
uh, and always bringing back really fun things like Latvian chocolate, and then she'd go to Morocco and bring back spices. You know, when she went to Jordan in the Middle East, uh, she was bringing back like cardamom and all these just different uh, weird things to play with. So that was like really inspirational for me to want to start cooking. Uh, so I learned a decent amount from both of them and was exposed to a lot of different things. Uh, I actually joined the Votech program at my high school and started doing competitions uh, to try to earn scholarships so I can go to college. And eventually I went to the Culinary Institute of America, uh, graduated in 2015, came down to Florida, back to New York, back to Florida, back to New York, back to Florida. Just kept doing this for a long time. It was really um, not productive, yeah. <laughs> but we just couldn't decide what we wanted to do, me and my girlfriend at the time. Uh, she's now my wife. Oh, congrats. Um, thank you. Um, but I, I learned a lot at CIA. I learned from a lot of different people there. I made a lot of friends that they were teaching me things as I was teaching them things. And being married to a baker, my wife actually graduated CIA as well from oh. the pastry program. Oh, cool. Uh, every time I have an issue with any baked items, any chocolates, any custards or sorbets, things like that, I'll just bring it up to her and be like, hey, I I'm, know I'm, I'm doing this wrong. What am I doing wrong? Right. And, you know, she'll she'll lay it all out for me and try to help me as best she can. You know, she tries, so, <laughs> so I'm not always so perceptive. So in your household, are you guys making di cool dishes all the time? Or are you, like, resorting to, like, easy stuff because that's what you're doing all day? You know, because there's, like, a thing, right? The cleaning people, yeah. the cleaning service has a messy house, right? Because they're cleaning oh, all yeah, day. Yeah. And so is the chef cooking at home yeah. or what's happening there? Uh, I try to cook at home as much as possible. Uh, normally, I don't have the time I want to do it the right way. So <laughs> we're making some adjustments. My bad. Oh, yeah. Look oh, at this. Okay. This, is, this is live. Look, this is raw. We're leaving this on in. <laughs> look, this is happening. Look, look. Is that? Nope. Oh, wait. We got to just get this. We're doing all right here. We're doing all right. Look. We so. just, this is why we got an amazing crew. Thank you, Danielle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, we just want to make sure that they can see your pretty face, Danielle. Oh, well, thank you. Thank yes, you. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 it's all good. We're leaving it in. We're leaving it in. Sorry, keep going. I don't oh, know what uh, we were saying. Cooking what at was home. Cooking oh, at home. Cooking <laughs> at home. Uh, so, uh, you know, me and my wife both uh, try to cook at home as much as we can. Um, she tries to bake at home here and there. Mostly she just brings things home from work, and I try to do the same. Right. Uh, you know, you've been but, doing this all day. Let me but you know when it's it. yeah, when it's when it's a busy week, uh, you know we'll we'll probably order in. Yeah. We eat a lot of pizza, uh, but you know it's. I think the funniest thing is the stark contrast. Like when we cook for ourselves uh, at home, it's it's not even close to what we're doing at work. We're, like we're making like mac and cheese, and we're but, eating like pizza. So all I, the my time, my so. theory was right. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to figure out. She has a completely different story though. So I am. Spoiled. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Don't tell us more. So How are you spoiled? My my boyfriend is, shout out to Andrew, um, <laughs> he's the head chef at Baba on Central, and so he, like, I don't know, he is just, like, always, always thinking food. He has such an ADHD brain, and it's always, like, firing off food dishes and things, so he never gets tired of cooking. He'll, like, cook me an entire fish at 3 a.m. when we get home from work sometimes, and so, yeah, I, I should know how to cook better, like, why would After you need dating to? him for so long, but no, you shouldn't. No, you shouldn't. I know, shouldn't. right? I'm like, I'll bring home the wine. Yeah. You cook the food. Right. This and is there an we go. even trade. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
So yeah, he never gets tired of it. He's yeah. he's the, the the cook that comes home and cooks. Right. <laughs> yeah. No. Hey, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah. So let's dive in a little bit more in, into bin stick. So it was once a house. Yes. Right. So that's like I want to paint the picture for those who who say, okay, I hear there's some fancy dishes and we got wine, but it's such a unique experience because I know some people if you don't fill up the six top, you're sitting really close next to some people. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That are going to become your friends afterwards. Oh yeah. yeah. So t- tell me, give us some stories. Tell us some things about some guests that have come in. So uh, it's really fun because, well, I'm usually the one serving the table. And so I watch kind of like the start of the awkwardness. <laughs> and everyone, like I'll hear people say like, hi, like what's your name? Are you from here? Yada, yada. Um, it's our birthday or whatever. And they'll sometimes even say, you don't have to talk to us, you know? And then like, by the end of it, I've seen people exchanging phone numbers, going out to bars together after. So it's just really fun, and our owners really wanted to like instill a sense of kind of community and like building that, like having people go from strangers to possibly friends. And another cool thing is we'll have people book our chef's table like together. So they'll they'll meet at the table and say, "Hey, do you want to come back on this date together?" and that sort of thing. So it's cool and it works. And that's so the chef's yeah. table is at the at the bar. No, it's uh. So we do. It's the tasting. So oh, a uh, six course, six wine pairing tasting that we do once a month. When's um, the next one? Uh, April. It's the third it? Sunday of every month, and okay. we're booked all the way through 21st. May right now. But we're trying to hire another chef so that we can do it every Sunday. Got so it. we're trying to make it more accessible because we've been filling them up so quickly. Yeah. But yeah. okay, we gotta talk after this. I want to go on the next. Thing. Oh yeah, you. for sure. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah, 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 yeah. We do like two, two seatings, one at three o'clock, book out the entire restaurant, and another one at uh, six o'clock. Yep, I want that six o'clock slot. Yeah, 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 yeah. VIP guest. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, so there's a fun story with the owner, right? Because they used to live in this house, mm-hmm. and now, so because I know there's some controversy in the world of that there was some doubt and haters maybe out there thinking that you guys couldn't pull this off with only having a twelve top. Yes. Yeah. 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 For yeah. Sure. So the uh, they actually bought the property back in like 2006 uh, because it's close to the hospital and Bren, uh, Bren's wife Donna, she's an OBGYN or at least she was. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was delivering babies uh, at what is that St. Anthony's? Bayfront. Oh, Bayfront. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was delivering babies at the hospital and they wanted something closer. So she wasn't driving, you know, 30 minutes at 3 a.m. to go to deliver this baby. So when they give her the call in the middle of the night, she was four minutes down the road. She's like, I'm walking there. Like, right. I'll see you soon. Right, <laughs> so, right. um, but yeah, they they still stay there on the weekends. And they actually upstairs. have a... Yeah, yeah. yeah so okay. they live upstairs. Yeah. yeah. So it's um, the bottom floor of, like, a townhome. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Right? They yeah. basically, like, tore down half of the house to yeah. build bin six. Yeah. And then, like, you know, now they live... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and the restaurant's actually built out to what was their porch. Yeah. So, so they completely ripped out the porch. They actually gave themselves a second room upstairs with like lofted ceilings, and we're yeah. calling it the salon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we're thinking we might want to try to do wine tastings up there if we can. Uh, it'll all come down to <coughs> the 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 way it actually plays out. Mm-hmm. Um, see if anyone wants to do that. See if we can do that. Because this is new. We didn't talk about that. This you guys just opened when. November sixteenth. David's birthday. On my birthday. On your birthday. <laughs> yeah, it was it was kind of a happy birthday. Get to work. <laughs> yeah, so. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we're now. What what month is this? March. So we're five months in. Yep. Something like that. Yeah. 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 Five yeah. months in. Yeah. New 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 local business. Yeah. Um, 
in downtown St. Pete. And it's just so cool. The story is cool. The, yeah. the restaurant is cool. You guys are freaking awesome. Thank you. Yeah, you make <laughs> you. You, make, you make the experience with the food. So let's talk dessert, right? Okay. Because we did the, we did the chocolate thing, but there was Ooh. some awesome desserts yeah. that were going on. The, oh, yeah, like yeah. Just the whole thing is just so like I'm getting hungry thinking about know, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, it's okay. It's okay. So <laughs> what what are some of the what's perfect? Oh wait, you know, before we go dessert, because I I'm I hope this is still on the menu. There is that fruit spread thing that you kind of made into an appetizer you try to do it by itself yeah, on the board. oh yeah thing. So, and I, with the watermelon yeah yeah, yeah. listen so. I, you have to describe this well because folks listen i don't know what this was but it was <laughs> glorious and david said well people weren't really understanding it and they had to take it off the menu and made it into like a combination board thing yeah. but i want to see it on the menu again yeah, so when summer comes back around, we're going to try it again. You, and you, it's going to succeed people because okay people are going to listen to this podcast. You're going to come get it. Yeah, so, <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so come and get it. Yeah. Um, it was essentially a labna base, and labna's just hung yogurt. So they hang it in cheesecloth to pull out excess whey. It ends up denser and creamier uh, by the end. It's a Middle Eastern dish. Thank you. Uh, and we played around with pairing it with different herbs, different greens, like we had green sorrel, um, chervil, basil oil. Uh, we had a compressed apple that went on the dish originally, reconstituted cherries, kumquats, freeze-dried raspberries. But the watermelon is, is the moneymaker. So uh, that's basically just diced watermelon and the scraps of the watermelon that weren't perfect cubes. We blend that up, strain it, and just get watermelon juice. And we'll compress it using a vacuum chamber machine, which essentially pulls air and creates a vacuum environment in the chamber itself. And it hits a lower atmospheric pressure, so it's really weird the first time you use it because you'll literally watch things boil at room temperature. Because at a lower atmospheric pressure, they can boil. Yep. So you'll watch your watermelon boil in front of you, but what's really happening is that it's pulling the excess air, like oxygen and nitrogen, out of the watermelon itself and since the air is coming out and it's sitting in a liquid think of it like a straw it creates that vacuum and it pushes the watermelon juice back into the watermelon so they come out looking almost if they were cloudy before they're almost like more gem like and more full of themselves in a really ironic way <laughs> yeah um but you know i always laugh that it was it tasted like watermelon squared like it was twice as like watermelon e as normal that's and then we cut it into cubes yeah. yeah so no freaking fantastic thank you and thank i think you. we talked about this that just wasn't presented in the right way for people to really understand it and so we have to brainstorm that yeah. and i will help because i, I, I yeah. whatever we got to do because that dish it was so good and i only had yeah. a little bit of it and it was gorgeous yeah, yeah, yeah. it's gorgeous like it's tasty yeah. yeah it's just so good yeah and i mean I, it, I think when people tried it, they liked it. But when they read it on a menu, they didn't know what it was. Right. Well, that's what and I mean. It's the like, way, oh, dude, because that yeah. whole description does not fit on the menu. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it needs a video. It. Right. We need yeah. to like yeah. clip this part and show <laughs> people that. Well, you should try this. Yeah. So oh, listen, I'll do whatever I gotta do yeah. to make sure that thing gets on the menu so I can come and have it. Yeah. yeah. That's a good yeah. one. That's yeah. one of my favorites. No. Really, yeah. really good. So Danielle, you're recently in Vietnam. Yeah. Tell us about that. Just oh, as a fun man. story, because we're just sitting here hanging out. Like I want. I still have wine to drink. So awesome. So <laughs> basically, my boyfriend and my best friend turned 30, and our friend Kevin was backpacking through Southeast, Southeast Asia, and he was like, you know what, you guys need to just like come out and meet me, and we'll turn 30 together. Not me, the guys. <laughs> 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 Next year for me. Yeah. But uh, 
So it was just wild. We did as much as we could. We went to Hanoi and then Halong Bay. So we, you know, went kayaking through some caves, hiking through caves, climbed a mountain, just like lived in the city life for a little while, made friends with How the long local. How long were you there? Ten days. Okay. Yeah. It's it a was, full ten days. It yeah. was so cool. And I like miss it. it. And I think my favorite part is yeah just how accessible the street food was and i really wish that like the states had that mm-hmm. or maybe there are other places in the states that have that but like definitely not here you know what i mean like i want late night pho at 3 a.m you know <laughs> made by some woman just like pouring like hot water from a kettle into this big boiling pot um but it was it was so awesome and um, what was the best highlight from it like if you could take one moment and bottle it up so we had a night of just like oh you know, we love to eat, and so we were just, like, trying to eat as much as possible, and there was this one night, we had, like, two dinners and dessert, and, like, went to go play some pool after, and we're like, you know what, that pho smells so good right next door, why don't we just, like, get some of that to go, and our friend that we made, Sao, um, ended up being, like, the most perfect tour guide and, like, translator for us, so we didn't have bowls at our Airbnb, and Sao asked the guy, like, bagging up the pho for us, like, can you just borrow some bowls? Because they don't have, like, to-go containers, really. So they'll just, like, put a bowl of soup, like, in a bag. and <laughs> <laughs> like, like, just like a, like a yeah, grocery Yeah, just, like, just straight in a bag. And oh, so just walking around like you're carrying your goldfish. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so we, um, <laughs> we got four bowls of pho to-go in these bags. No, you got four bags of pho. Well, so she asked him if we can borrow the bowls, and people are so nice there. He was like, as long as you bring them back, like, yeah, you can borrow the bowls. So bowls, bag, four of them, and Sal's riding on the back of Kevin's motorbike, and then I'm riding on the back of Andrew's, and we're both just, like, holding these, like, bowls of bags of soup, like, in the dark, like, riding up and down, like, the hills of Vietnam on this little island. Just so And it was, it was just awesome. We're, like, you know, kind of, like, spilling this hot soup on the guys as they're driving, and it just was just so fun and like it felt like a day in the life of like if we lived in vietnam so it was that's, i would oh, kill to go back that's so. really cool it's just yeah. it, it's cool for you to bring that story here Thanks. uh because i met you guys prior to you going on that trip and i remember yeah. saying like oh we can talk about that on the podcast and here we are doing it i know it was if you got a chance to go to vietnam you've got to go yeah yeah the streets were like so crazy too so like the way people travel are so efficient it was like 40 different mopeds just all over and i was terrified to cross the street at first but our friend kevin's like six foot four like rocking a mohawk and um so i was like all right kevin when you walk i walk and so we would like stop let a few bikes go by keep walking stop then like a bus and people are carrying like their whole businesses like pots of boiling soup on the back of these motorbikes and stuff it was so wild just a different way of life yeah and it was so cool so efficient people just yielded to you and did you try any wine while you were there um, we had some apricot wine, yeah. which tasted like brandy, and it said it was like a like twelve percent alcohol, and it oh. tasted like definitely not twelve percent alcohol. Okay. But <laughs> yeah, so burn like, going down a little bit. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, it was All right. super great. That's awesome. Fun yeah. stories. Fun stories. Thanks for asking. Yes. How long have you guys been in St. Pete? Uh, I've been in St. Pete since 2017, but there was I think a six month, nine month period where we moved back up to New York. But, you know, we moved back down uh, in November of 2018. Originally like from here? Uh, no. No. So I've, no. I've lived everywhere. You know, Got, yeah, you military said, family. Fair, yeah. yeah. But Got it. I was uh, born in North Carolina. I lived in Ohio for 12 years. Got it. Now Florida, Jersey for a little while, and New York, just all over the place. Got it. Yeah. Is St. Pete home for you now? 
Uh, yeah, I like it more than Ohio. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> a lot more to do. Yes, Danielle, what about you? Uh, so I moved here ten years ago now. This year will be eleven years. Fantastic. So I'm originally from Connecticut, and I moved down here to go to college because I wanted to go for marine biology. It was year round. Ended up, you know, focusing on environmental. So I was like, maybe I don't want to be on a boat forever. Um, we're in a lab, but so yeah, ten years ago, and just never left. Well, Connecticut, it's a lot warmer than Connecticut. Yeah, Yeah. and I miss seasons so much, and I miss, like, elevation, but, you know. Enough to move back? No. (laughs) Not enough to move back. Not enough. (laughs) You miss the idea of seasons until you experience them. No, you just want that, yeah, that spring, fall time, but that stuff, that white stuff that falls out of the sky and the ice. I want stuff for, like, two weeks, and that's it. Right. It's pretty when it's falling, but when it's melting, it's a nightmare. Yes, and when your car's frozen and all that stuff. Yeah, and you never have... Dry feet. Yes. Like right. all the slush just gets into your shoes. Right. It's, it's awful. I'd rather like have sand. Fully oh, have yeah, like Florida blood now. It gets, you know, 50 and I'm like freezing. Yeah. Oh, for real. <laughs> Even 70, I'm like, it all right, long just, sleeves. Yeah, yeah, just what last weekend it was kind of chilly. Yeah. It was not uh, not ideal. You yeah. know, I was like, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know I what's know. going on. I had to break out a sweatshirt. Yeah, exactly. Florida's playing games like with us right now. Yeah. Yeah. My jackets, though, just in case. Right, 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 right. Okay, so when you're not, I know you guys work a lot. Which is appreciated because yep. you're giving a great thing to the community, to all the foodies out there. Go try Bin Six. Um, but when you do have some time, mm. what do you like to do in St. Pete or just in general? How do you spend your time? Uh, so I normally try to go out, go to my friends' places. Uh, a buddy of mine, Jesus, runs Tay and Vito Taco Truck. Uh, they're currently down right now. They have to fix their hood system. Um, oh, yeah. Oops. There it is. Um, but, you know, I'll chase him around or I'll. Stop by the Brutalist. Uh, it's a brewery up on, it's right off of 16th and like 11th. Um, or I'll go to Cellar Masters or Baba and now Barboonie. So they have basically a uh, tin fish version of Bin Six South, which, you know, they have people that just sit at the bar and the chefs are in front of you and they'll just make everything. So it's like a chef's counter. Where is with, this? Uh, at Baba on Central. Oh, Central Bar- and 27th. Yeah, no, I know Baba. Yeah. Barboonie? What, what was that? Barboonie is attached to it, so oh. it's just one little side room. Oh, got it. Do you remember yeah. where the bakery was on the side? So. No. <laughs> <laughs> no Sorry. Worries. No, you're not. You know the fun good. part? Is a guy who runs Talking St. Pete hasn't even lived here two years. <laughs> 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 Look, you want to know selfishly, this is a way I get to know the area better. <laughs> no, oh, man, you must have really genius. fell in love with you're it. You're killing it. Yeah, no, yeah. this is home. Um, but yeah, so it's like just on the side. It's like a little strip, uh, where kind of like right on the side of where yeah. the garden was. Right. So okay. yeah. So basically, yeah, I think like what he likes to do for fun is exactly what I like to do for fun. Like to go, go out try, and eat. try other yeah. places. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Okay. Little That's nature stuff. preserve. Go yeah. take a walk. Go kayaking. Yeah. See the sunlight. Yeah. What's w- is there any fun store from? I'm sure being in the service industry, and I, let's have a funny moment, right? Like, give me your best funniest encounter with either a guest or a night. In the industry, like you got like like in the service industry, respect, like so much respect. I don't think that people yeah. like give Thank you me. enough respect. They think, oh, I'm going out to eat. Like like you guys, how many days have you worked in a row now? Uh, this is either eleven or twelve. Right. They're all starting to blend yeah. together. Yeah, you have no idea yeah. what's going on. Yeah. You have no idea. Yeah. I get, like, like, starting to lose it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Days like, like, yeah. like a week is a month for you. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna crack. <laughs> <laughs> this cannot go on. No, no, yeah. Someone give this guy a break. But no, seriously, like uh, a lot of respect. But I know in there somewhere there's some funny stories. Oh yeah. 
for sure. Just gonna rack my brain um, right now. Yeah. So I won't say where this was because I, I don't want to. Yeah, fair enough. Put. Yep. We don't need to. Don't want to <laughs> throw shade because yep. it wasn't even the, the business's fault. But uh, there was one day where, uh, at this place I was working, the dish pit was separate from the kitchen itself. And you know, when we had dirty dishes, we would bring them back to the dish pit. And one day I go back, try to drop some stuff off, and a a manager as. Um, as I was walking in, a manager kind of was yelling and sort of stepped in my way and was like, don't go in there. I'm dealing with this. And I didn't know what was going on. And what, from what I could gather, one of our dishwashers was yelling back at her, and I thought they were arguing. And then he sort of brushes by her, pushes past, and keeps walking down this hallway that leads back to the kitchen. And I looked at her, and I was like, what, what happened? And she goes, well, you know, they were arguing, so I came in told them to you know, cut it out, get back to work, do whatever. I was like, oh, okay, well, should I go grab him, make sure he's cool, help him calm down? She was like, yeah, go keep an eye on him. And, uh, you know, I immediately pulled out my phone, started calling the owner. I was like, hey, man, you got to get back in here. Like, something's going down. I want to make, make sure everyone's okay. Um, so he walks through, and at this place, there's a, there's a separation where one door goes into the kitchen, one door goes into the dining room. And I'm in my chef whites, nice apron on. Uh, and I'm dripping sweat, so I don't want to, like, go out into the dining room. They're going to be like, why is the chef out here? What is he looking for? Like, you know, is he chasing, like, a rat? What's going on? Right. And I didn't want anyone to think, you know, anything was up. So I go through the kitchen, make sure he's not in there. And by the time the owner answers the phone and I can tell him to get in here, uh, I'm at the next door back into the next dining room, and I can see this dude through the dining room on the opposite side taking his shirt off going out onto the street after he just ran through the whole crowd of people in the middle of the dining room, rips his shirt off, starts sprinting down the street. So I'm like, I gotta go, you need to get here. No. <laughs> Hang up the phone, put it away. I speed walk through the dining room, I'm like, hey, how's it going? I cooked that, how is it? Oh, it's amazing, good. Speed walking through, get out the front door, immediately just turn and like haul ass as fast as I can to catch up with this kid. I have no idea what's going on. This is your dishwasher. This is my dishwasher, yeah. So. Oh, no. I'm, I'm thinking, like, whatever he does, we're liable for. Like, he's on the clock. If he hurts himself, if he hurts someone else, he gets hit by a car. Like, I'm not a dishwasher. Like, I got to grab him, got to figure out what's going on. I thought he was high or drunk or something was going on. Um, so he's running down the block. I'm chasing right behind him into everyone else. I didn't even notice this. He just looks like he's on a run. Because he's sweating from the dish bit, so he's just jogging along, right. and I'm just sprinting out. Really, guy in the, in the chef like, looking like a crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. I look right. like I look like a psychopath, and I'm like, "What is happening?" And I like made a mental deal with myself: if I couldn't catch him before he gets to the corner, like I gotta, I gotta tackle him because he's gonna like run out to the street. I gotta make sure he's okay. Uh, so he finally stops like inches before I was about to dive at him, and he goes, "Man, I was gonna." I can't say it, but he goes, I was going to beat him up. And I was like, who? And he names the other dishwasher who had the day off. So I'm like, oh, this dude is high. Like, he's imagining people coming in. Oh, Turns no. out, no, they had a bad drug deal. And they uh, argued about money and drugs. And that's why they were arguing oh, in the dish pit. Got it. So yeah. I got him to put his shirt back on. And we walked back through the dining room, shamefully. Uh, because yeah. everyone saw. So was he running were, after him? Yeah, he was running after him to. I can only assume kill him. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> he like, wasn't even there that day. 
dude wasn't supposed <laughs> to be there, but apparently he came in the back door and was like threatening him. Oh, yeah, so man. yeah, so, so craziness. So wild, for anyone who, ex- wild, crazy who, who may have <laughs> yeah. heard this and saw that go down, that's the back. Yeah, story. sorry about that, guys. <laughs> yeah. I, was, yeah. I was doing it for your protection. Yeah, yeah. Didn't really yeah. get to help that much. Yeah, but, yeah. dishwasher's going crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, when you're working that hard, sweating that much, like yeah. the heat can get to you. Yeah, yeah. I totally understand it. Yeah. So what happens in the back? No one knows. As long as things come out pretty and tasty, that's <laughs> exactly. all we care about. That's all it is. That's all we care about. That's yeah. all we care about. Do you have anything in your arsenal there? So many things just went through my head right now, <laughs> and I don't think I can say any of them. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. I have so no, many it's, stories, it, and that's it's, for another it's, time. It's frightening. Another bottle of wine. Yes, another, another <laughs> bottle of wine, and maybe when the mics are turned off. Um, it's always just interesting for being – I think about that stuff. It was like, okay, there's a whole team behind this plate coming out. Right. Well, no matter where you're at. Yeah. And what's going on back there? Yeah. What, what's going on? And we always say, like, don't let them see the behind the scenes of the magic. Right. Like, the guests should just see the magic. But, you know, with Bin Six having it be an open kitchen. Right. I was just about to say. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of hard because – Yeah. Yeah, so how is that on for display? you guys being on the – like, you're on stage – while you're doing your craft yeah um honestly like i feel like i work pretty clean um i'm pretty confident what i do i've been doing it for 14 15 years at this point so uh, i was trained by some of the best on on the planet uh you know and i've worked in open kitchens before so i kind of understood like what was okay what wasn't um and there's there's a fine line between you know just cooking and making an ass of yourself because you, you can't drop anything on the floor. Even if you don't serve it, people don't want to see you drop things. They don't want to know about it. They want to see your station clean. Um, the the biggest and weirdest thing about bin six for me isn't even in the open kitchen. It's that the the counter is so close. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's as if you're going to eat the food that I'm making right here. Right. It's, it's not like they're watching from, like, eight feet away. They're yeah. watching from a foot and a half. Right. Like, yeah. they're very close. Right. So like, I can tell if you cut your fingernails or not. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I'm always worried that a customer is going to sneeze and I have to, like, start everything over. Yeah, good point. So, no. good point. Yeah, so it, it's really it. fun to interact with people, and it's, it's really, really cool that I get to show them how everything is made, and actually that, I feel like, becomes a part of the magic where, you know, they, they can't believe that this level of food is coming out of such a small kitchen. They're like, so where's everything being cooked? Like, are you... Do you have, like, an oven back there? Do you have a deep fryer? Do you have this? Do you have that? Like, no, we have two induction burners and a toaster oven. And wild. that's it. That's yeah. that's all we have. That is wild. I, like, can't yeah. even believe sometimes the food that they make. I'm just shocked. Yeah. I didn't yeah. even know that. Like, yeah. Yeah. I took the wine. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. I didn't sit at the bar to watch, mm-hmm. which I need to now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Next time you come in, you're yes, at the bar. Yes, 100%. Um, so I didn't realize, like, I just <laughs> know that this magical dish comes out, and now to know that it, there was only two induction burners and a toaster oven, like, yeah. makes like, me what? seem so, feel so incompetent of what I know is possible <laughs> in the kitchen. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's not even being incompetent about it. It's just, you haven't, not, you probably haven't seen people do Listen, this Listen, David, I have a guy <laughs> who sends me 14 meals every week. Already cooked. I heat them up in the in the in the that. air fryer. <laughs> like I don't have to think about food. Yeah. I don't cook food. My grocery shopping consists of what I need to make a smoothie. You know what I mean? Like, All right, fair like enough. Efficient. efficient. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Efficient. Yes. So so yeah. what you're talking about is like 
a whole like mathematician like rocket science yeah. to yeah. me. Yeah, and I mean, we've had chefs come in who were caught off guard, but they can still kind of believe it because once you hit the level of like say sous chef, so you start as like a prep cook or a uh, uh, garçon de cuisine or just a commis where you're just doing like little knife work like you're peeling potatoes and you're just like trimming peas then you move on to be a line cook where you're actually making dishes and there's sous chef where like your crowd control you deal with the people the equipment the orders make sure everything's good once you get to that level your creativity has to take a leap because otherwise you won't stay there for long you have to get better and you have to get really creative and uh, we always called it rednecking it to where like you do whatever you have to to make it work. It doesn't matter if it looks pretty, as long as no one sees it. Like, just make it work. So if yeah. your if your oven door falls off and you have to take like your your steel, which is the thing that hones your knife. You see, like Gordon Ramsay, like stealing yeah. his knife all yeah, the time. Yeah. It reshapes the blade, so yeah. from burrs to flat again. Yeah. Uh, but I've literally had an oven door fall off, and I had to reline the holes, shove a steel in there, so yeah. I could open yeah. and close it oh. until we could have it fixed in a week. Right. So Can every time someone that? had a dull knife, I'd be like, all right, hold the oven door. Right, right. <laughs> <And> yeah. <laughs> screeching metal on metal. Right. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was horrible. You gotta get innovative. You gotta yeah. get it done. Of course. Yeah. The show exactly. must go on. Yeah. yeah. The show, yeah. you guys you just, are... Like, think on the spot. Yeah. 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 You're yeah. on stage. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Like, like yeah. even it, you know... Any scale of restaurant, you know, 12 people, 100 people, there's, like the show must go on. Exactly. Yeah. Like you can't stop. Yep. And, and it's like even though, you know, we're a small restaurant, you think, oh, it's smaller. It's easier. Like we're cutting out a lot of the problems that you find in like, you know, a bigger format restaurant. But it's still all the same things you need to do to run a restaurant. Just yeah. less people doing it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, like when we do all of it, you know, like, yeah, when we close laundry, up, folding the linens, like, yeah, we'll, we'll bathrooms, have to do all of it. Laundry, dishes, clean bathrooms, do yeah. the floors, do the counters, do the cabinets, mm -hmm. organize, do inventory, make yeah. sure everything's labeled, make sure there's no food in the sinks, you know, everything, which normally, mm. oh, sorry, uh, which normally, <laughs> <laughs> that was actually really smooth. Um, <laughs> You know, you separate and delegate all these tasks to different people. You know, the dishwasher would finish the dishes. The line cooks clean their own stations. You know, the sous chef goes off, does his orders. The the front of house manager uh, would go off, do their orders and their inventory. And then, you know, the servers would do their side work, and then someone does the floors. That's just us two right now. Right. When we close down, it, sometimes we'll get at, like, 1 a.m. when we close at 10 because, you know, you can only do one thing at a time as yeah. two people. Yeah. So I start with dishes because yeah. it makes it easier. And then I just fill in the gaps mm -hmm. with everything else. You got to appreciate what you guys are doing. Yeah. In terms of uh, creativity, had me thinking, Danielle, how do you choose this, your uh, your wine? The, what, so wait, you're picking the wine for the shop, for the pairings of the dishes. Like, what's that process like? So it's Are you tasting any of these? Are you going off reviews? Yeah. How often um, do you drink wine? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's a little bit of both. I try to taste, like, as much as I can, you know, some of the nicer, like, more expensive rare bottles. You can't taste. You just have to be like, all right, that's some good stuff, and you need to bring it in. Um, but, you know, I start with an outline, and I knew I wanted it to be diverse. I knew I wanted to highlight, you know, small production and indigenous grapes because, you know, I always say if there's no market for the indigenous grapes, then it doesn't give the growers incentive to continue growing that. You know, they can just grow another moneymaker that they know is going to sell. But when growing that indigenous grape, it upholds, you know, history and tradition, culture, 
And I think that that's just one of the most exciting things. So I know for the most part what I'm looking for, but then I also want to tailor it to what I know our guests might like and like what can I bridge that gap and have them try something new. So I try to taste as much as I can. And I know I'm crazy because I have like 13 different reps mm-hmm. that I use. And if you like ask anyone yeah. else, they're like, no more than eight. And I'm like, but if I want it, I want it. And I'm gonna, you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So like, <laughs> I'm just cherry picking from everywhere. Um, so yeah, I've, I have done so much research before we opened because construction lasted longer than we thought. Uh, I spent like eight months researching. Wow, okay. So, That's yeah. fascinating. Yeah, and we have 220 different labels in our small, Bren says it's like 330 square feet. So it's really surprising how much we have, especially diversity-wise, like in our small space. And so it comes out to be about three bottles per label that I can have in each slot. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, so if you need a, a unique bottle of wine, you got to go see Danielle. Thank you. Because yeah. it's gonna be way better than anything I'm gonna pick at the at the liquor store. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> These will have a story. Good stuff to find everybody. I'll have a story behind it. Right. Yeah. That's I do what try people. To find something. It's something about right when you bring a bottle of wine to. I don't like to show up to anyone's house without a bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. I walk in there. I don't know. I'm, so pi- nice. I'm picking up the label. Yeah. yeah. Like, what's gonna look good, right? Because right. I don't know. Look at the back. What's the percentage of alcohol in this bad yeah, boy? Yeah, yeah, they're gonna like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone thinks nice, of like yeah. you're looking at the bottle, like yeah, no, no, that year that was a good year for grapes. Really, you're looking at the alcohol percentage, right? <laughs> <laughs> Different numbers. Yeah, yeah. So a, f- a fun piece of information, and like just because I love to nerd out, is so like in a warmer climate, you're usually gonna find a higher alcohol percentage because if you think about it. You know, the, the sun is going to ripen the grapes more, and sugar turns into alcohol. Ooh. So the warmer the climate, the more sugar, the more alcohol percentage you'll get. Versus a warmer, or excuse me, a cooler climate, you'll have a little more acidity, um, less sugar in the grape, a little lower alcohol. Makes but sense. also it can depend on, you know, how early the, the grower is going to pick their grapes and that sort of thing. Do they let it ripen fully? Do they not? What elevation are they at? So it's a lot. And There's I could go so on nerding, much. No, yeah, no, yeah. it's so fascinating. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. What are you using, David, for new creativity to new ideas? Like you guys, are, you change your menu, I would say, more often than most. Yeah. Um, and um, so where are, you, what are you using to, you know, to inspire you and, and keep the creative juices flowing? I mean, sometimes we just get you know, a wild hair up our ass, and we're just like, oh, I want to start playing with this ingredient, or I want to try this technique. Uh, You know, sometimes it comes out of our hobbies. Like, I'm a huge nerd. I like sci-fi. I like, you know, science-based things. So that's where the holographic chocolate kind of came in. And um, Freddie, our CDC, um, he's incredibly creative. Really, really good chef. Uh, I'll finish this. Go to that guy. Um, He loves music so he's a drummer he's always listening to music he's always doing something with music uh he listens to a little bit of everything his favorite band's tool like it's just non-stop with that guy um he wanted to create a dish based around uh, a song and he actually now wants to create an entire tasting menu up to 10 courses all based around songs so you could have like purple haze or under the bridge so you make purple food and then under the bridge is everything you would find under a bridge so you would do like mussels or seaweed or sea foam things like that so like yeah it'd be really cool but the first one he started with was i forget the guy who actually sings the song but everyone knows it it's the lime and the coconut so you put the lime and the coconut yeah Yeah. so he did a coconut meringue with a lime curd injected into the center of it so it actually ends up 
the idea was that it would end up looking like a coconut at the end. He wanted to get the meringue nice and tall and then blowtorch the side of it because meringue is essentially Can I have just. That? Um, you guys have had that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I so think you had that when you did it. Oh, yeah. did you have it? I think, can you? No, I think I did. Yeah, yeah. You probably did. No, yeah. no, no. That was cool. It's the number one favorite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. no. Yeah. Very cool. Very refreshing. Like, yeah. like, not as sweet as I thought. Like, it was yeah. good. Yeah, it's balanced. It's, yeah. it's a very balanced dish. And we, on that one, we have, he asked me to do one thing for it, and it was just make a garnish. So he asked me to make a, a piece of sugar glass, which basically is just melting sugar to hard crack, which means it was cooked to over 300 degrees, meaning no water left in it. So when you pour it out on a silpat or um, a piece of parchment, it turns as clear as glass and it shatters just like glass. So he asked me to make that and I went through, I think 16 failed attempts before we got to the 17th, which worked. Um, and poor Danielle, I made her try every last one of it. like. Every like single failed attempt. Yeah, had here's a sheet of sugar. Yeah. Oh my God, she's I like, eat the sugar I right just brush my teeth. I don't want to eat a pound <laughs> of candy. Like, I can't say no to chef. Let me yeah. get coffee in, and I'm like, right. no, 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 eat this. I need opinions. I've had six of them, and I can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> like, they all taste the same. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> so eventually, we got to this one that uses uh, glucose sugar, which is uh, also called trimaline. Uh, I think, yeah, I think that's one that's trimaline. Um, and it's not as sweet as sucrose. Like, it doesn't hit your palate the same way, so it's not as cloying. It actually lasts longer and looks better. Oh, that um, really good. So we decided to roll with that one, and uh, that was the 17th attempt. But, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm just tasked with coming up with a dish. Sometimes you get inspiration where you want to work with ingredients because, you know, spring just hit. Uh, I want to work with spring ingredients. Uh, so that's normally where I get my motivation is either the ingredients of that season or sometimes it's a technique that I, you know, haven't done in a while or something that I'm like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot I can get this, you know. Uh, and Freddie, he's inspired by music and seasonality and really cool techniques. Um, it's really cool. Just depends on the really chef. Really cool. So do you guys have time? When are you experimenting with things? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you make time. Yeah. So. Well, naturally, yeah, but like, yeah. is this before open? Is this after? Is this, like, there's no days off. Sometimes it's during. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes while I'm on the line, I'll you know if we have regulars come in and I know I can trust their palate and I know I can trust them, I'll just it. throw them a little something mm -hmm. and be like, "What do you think? Like, is this too much acid? Yeah. Is it too spicy? Does it need salt?" And you know, from there, I'm just using them as guinea pigs. Yeah. And you know, I'm sure they oh, don't your, mind. Your regulars have to have trained palates, like not oh, to sound point, yeah. like, "Look, there's some people listening to this. Thing, what the." Is that? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, listen, bro. I can't, I eat chicken and mashed potatoes every night. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? But like, no. I it's, had it's, last night. Not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. No, look, this guy says he eats macaroni and cheese at home. Like, oh yeah, not so. Yeah. Um, but they have like the, a sophisticated palate. You have to trust some people that like because these are intricate flavors and things that you're putting together. So you have to trust. I mean, even on the wine side, right? Like it's. I feel so like we both kind of need both. Like we need someone who mm -hmm. doesn't have a trained palate because we want them to love it too. Right. right we don't. Right. We Appeal don't, to masses yeah. but you know yeah. like not necessarily it doesn't have to appeal to every not everyone's gonna like everything but yeah. you know like food is still food at the end of the day everyone yeah. has to eat everyone has to drink and like that's why we do this because we want if everyone has to do that then we want to make it good you know so 100%, 100%. yeah we don't want to exclude anyone yeah. you know yeah. So, I mean, if people don't eat raw fish, that's fine. But the people who do, I need someone to try it and tell me what you think. Right. Yeah. Like, I like a lot of weird stuff. That doesn't mean everyone's going to like yeah. it, yeah. you know? No, that's fair. That's fair. Well, if we haven't talked it up enough, anyone listening, get on the list, figure out, get you some time, schedule, go to Ben 6 South. 
see David, see Danielle. They're going to take fantastic care of you. Uh, can't say enough good things. I'm curious, where are you guys eating besides any of the places that we mentioned so far? I ask every guest, what's your favorite place to eat in St. Pete that's not your own? <laughs> we already said all the good ones. <laughs> well, there's plenty of good restaurants. We just already said our favorites. Um, I like Baba, Wild Child. Um, Wild Child is a, a staple. As well. Yeah. 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 Wild yeah. Child's coming up. Yeah. And I like those guys. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, the like, I'm obviously so biased because we mentioned Baba. Like right. my boyfriend, you right. know, makes yeah, the food of there. Of course, yeah, I might know yeah. the chef or something. Yeah. <laughs> but Debbie and George, like, I love supporting them too. They're so cool. And I don't know if you know, but Baba is owned by the, you know, Debbie and George also own Bodega. Okay. And so like Bodega, classic yeah, yeah. staple. Yeah. Wild That's Child's cool. awesome. Like I live on Bandit, and like so I live so close to that block too. I'll go to you know Pete's Bagels like three times a week. Like Bandit, I was there this morning. Nice. You know, nice. so. I love Alicia's too. That's like way down there, but like I don't cute. Know. I haven't heard of that place. Oh man, you gotta go. It's um, like a Vietnamese French fusion, like cute outdoor space, just like really good food. Alicia. Yeah. Alicia's. Mm-hmm. I think it's on seventy second. Oh, it's down uh, there. Street and Central. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. Oh. Yeah. There's so many good places. And Beans and Barler. That's where my wife's the baker. <laughs> yeah, so they gotcha. do boozy ice cream, yeah, baked items, bagels. She cookies and ice cream at the end of the night, too. I'm like, yes, no. Anya. She's trying to make me fat. She's been trying for years. Listen, lady, I'm I trying just, to... Yeah, <laughs> yeah she'll, she's getting to the point where I'm going to have to start doing two days, like in the gym, just to work yeah. off the extra calories. Yeah, what gym do you go to? Uh, I go to Amped oh, on nice. uh, 3rd South and 8th. Yeah. Yeah, cool. so the downtown location. Cool, cool, cool. So. I didn't know. You know, I thought you were going to say Crunch. <laughs> everyone in St. Pete Everyone's going to Crunch. Everyone yeah. in St. Pete It's so busy. I'd it's crazy busy. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm biased. I go to Sweat. Sweat St. Pete. Shout out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I saw that your, podcast yeah, too. Yeah. 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 That was a good one. Yeah. Jody is. Yeah. Awesome. She seems really cool. She's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. She changed. Like, my love for St. Pete probably wouldn't have started to be so deep if I didn't, like, because the community there is just ridiculous. Yeah. It's yeah. so. Something I love that she said. Pardon my. No, 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 no. You're not. Come on. Something I love that she said was that. She makes sure that all of her staff learns names and like says hello and greets you at the door. And they do, and like that's religiously. That's so awesome. And I, love that. I feel like we try to do the same, especially because we're so small, you know, we try to learn everyone's name and remember them. And names are hard, <laughs> but yeah. like you remember faces and at least remember a story if you don't remember their, na- their name. And I feel like that's such a big part of hospitality. So, like, kudos to her. You yeah, know, someone's I don't go to name. A gym. I should, but <laughs> yeah. The most important sound to anyone is their own name. Amen. Yeah. And so learning that is very important. Yeah, and let me huge. tell you, in this, I meet so many people between my office, out and about, you guys, the podcast, yeah. like it, the gym. There's only so much space in here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? For real. So anyone, listen, if there is a moment where I'm looking at you and you think I might forget your name, <laughs> it is not personal, I promise. <laughs> I am just not that smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're speaking the same have, language. Like, yeah. Note in my phone, yeah, yeah. and I'll like write down a story. Like, okay, I talked to them about this because, like, no, that's when powerful. they walk in, I'm like, I know you, and I know we talked about oh. this, but what is your name? It's the worst. Yeah. It's the worst, and especially with people who I know, I know their name. Right. It just happened to me this morning. A lady said bye to me at the gym. I was like, I know, I know her. Yeah. Like I've said her name a <laughs> yeah. hundred times. Yeah. Who is that? Right. It just, yeah. So yeah. anyhow, that's all I had to say about that. But you know, it's so important. And Jody's right. And the staff there does a great job at remembering people's names. It's crazy. That's why I felt so welcome and why their community is probably one of the reasons of many why their community is strong. That's awesome. So, yeah. 
I think we need to wrap this up or I'm going to end up not being able to drive home. There is one thing I want to mention. No, too. please mention three. So, <laughs> so um, I know, you know, you talked about uh, Freddie, but I want to also like give kudos to Colby, who we brought in to be my wine assistant, who has done like so much more than that, too. So what we're trying to do is build an online store to ship to locals. And the idea is hopefully ship wine free to locals uh, and Colby's done a really good job of building the website and making that yeah. store come to fruition what is it what's the website soon. so it's, it should be right on our website binsixsouth.com okay and you can order the wine built, on there uh, hopefully okay. soon we're yeah. working on it but um, but yeah do I we have a, a what prediction on a launch date uh, say if you got three four weeks till this thing comes out Oh, yeah. heard, heard that. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it'll be Basically up and running by then. Basically, we're just waiting on UPS right now. Yeah. We finally got our permanent alcohol license, which means we can work with UPS. So we're trying to get in touch with them and got get it. all the bugs. And so hopefully, hopefully soon. Okay, so yeah. check it out. Look, yeah. by the time yeah. this thing is out, go to the Ben 6 South website. See if you can get some awesome wine that Danielle has selected herself yeah. and <laughs> delivered right to your door. Yeah. Or yeah. better yet, 100%. come in and have a nice dish. Yeah. We'll nerd out about do wine it all. Do, yeah. Some food. yeah. Do, do all the fun Come things. Now, what's all. the best way? Because since they're people are probably wondering, well, if they only have twelve people. Like, I don't want to show. Like, oh, walk yeah, in is show. not a thing. Actually, uh, it, it can be. Yeah. yeah. Time Honestly. of day. Look, I'm always a thing. Okay, if I'm walking in, what time do I need to show up? I'd say five o'clock's a good one for uh, for the dinner menu uh, because we switch over from a lunch menu at lunch to dinner. The switch is at five o'clock. So if you want dinner, I'd say five. If you want lunch. I'd say coming around like noon because we open up at eleven thirty. That way, if we're behind on anything, it gives us a chance to set yeah. up and make sure it's all good. Okay. Um, but yeah, walk-ins are totally welcome. Um, and if people want to call ahead just to make sure there's space at the bar, because you don't want to get all the way out there just to find out you can't eat there. So we can reserve seats for like fifteen minutes. So if you let us know, you know, I'm twenty minutes out. I'm ten minutes out. We'll put mats down. Make yeah. sure that you know you have a spot to sit yeah. at. Now, what's the rule with reservations? Do reservations? Oh, yeah. 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 So reservations, we right now we'll take them for lunch and also for the, the common table at six o'clock and eight o'clock. So if you have six people, you'll fill up a whole round. But if you have less than six, you'll be sitting with some friends, yeah. potentially. Um, but yeah, the bar is first come, first serve, that sort of thing. And like David said, you know, try to give us a call or if you're looking to come in because limited space, we don't want to. Make you drive but it makes it for a fantastic dining experience. So make it happen, folks. Do it. Thank you. Do the thank thing. You, thank Do the you. thing. David, Danielle. Yeah. Wow, what a pleasure. Thank you. Back I hope you guys you. had fun. Absolutely. Oh yeah, this yeah. Has been great. Cool. Yeah. yeah, no, this is awesome. Thank you for uh, having us. No, of course. Appreciate you. Been sick. Been six South St. Pete. Why Check it out. Look at the website. All the fun things. Check out these guys. We're gonna have all their information below. If you made it this far, wow. What a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for still <laughs> listening. Um, I hope, uh, yes, I, ho I hope you go try out some fantastic food. Thank you for watching. Subscribe, like, comment. I, I just started this new thing last podcast. What's a word that we should say that people should comment if they made it this far? You been? Ooh. You been? You been? Perfect. Yeah. You been? It, it turned into our catchphrase. Yeah, yeah it's you on been? the door. It's on yeah. the door when you first walk oh, in. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Brent, Brent always yeah. says, like, been eating, been drinking, been having a good time. Oh, so, you been? You been? <laughs> Listen, so if you're still listening, comment below. You been? We'll know that you're a real one. Yeah. Thank you so much, everyone. Again, sponsored by Bogdan Homes. If you know anyone looking to buy or sell real estate, <laughs> comment, send them DM, do all the fun things, find us. Thank and thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you on the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, that was good. <laughs>